What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Converting a community of Instagram followers into customers isn't easy. You have to be authentic, consistent, and have a strong value proposition for a quality product. But if anyone's found the formula for success, it's Megan Roop. Since launching her fitness company, The Sculpt Society in 2017, she's garnered over 260,000 followers on Instagram and attracted the attention of celebs like Shay Mitchell, Sophia Ritchie, and Elsa Haas. But she's not growing her following. She's growing her business. Last year, the entrepreneur grew her company by over 700%, successfully cultivating an engaged community on social media that's as willing to download her app as they are to like her posts. I can't wait to chat with Megan about how she's leveraged social media to grow her brand and business, including the specific strategy she used to convert her Instagram followers into customers. So without further ado, let's get right into it and welcome to the work party, Megan. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. So excited to have you on the podcast. We've obviously had you at Create and Cultivate events in the past. You've taught some amazing classes. I know I took some of your classes last year as well, especially during peak pandemic, um, <laughs> workout from home times. But you started your career as a professional dancer and taught boutique fitness classes as a way of making ends meet. What inspired you to launch your own company in the fitness space? Yeah, gosh, fast or fast forward, um, let's rewind, um, to post-college trying to make ends meet. And I was auditioning for a lot of dance work, trying to make ends meet and started to, uh, work in fitness and really, really fell in love with it and really taught at a studio for, for six and a half years. But in that time and in that space was really taking so many classes. I was taking everything from performer Pilates to yoga and really just exploring what fitness was for me and what movement meant to me and really figuring out what I thought 
was really missing in the dance-based fitness world. Specifically, boutique fitness in New York City was, you know, erupting. And I felt like there was such intimidation around dance-based fitness, especially for dance cardio. And I really wanted to make a class that felt warm and welcoming and it was for everyone. And that was efficient. I didn't want my clients to feel like they had to work out for hours a day. I want it to be body positive. And I wanted my clients to feel really successful and get a kick-ass workout in under an hour. And then taking that to digital, make it even faster and even more efficient because I think our our brains, when we're at home, we want something even shorter. So really making sure um, that I had those type of workouts for for my community. And I was really um, leaning into that when I was thinking about what I wanted to create, which was the Sculpt Society. So you launched the Sculpt Society in 2017. What's interesting about this to me is that you could have just done the workouts under your name, under, you know, Megan Roop Fitness or whatever, but you created the society very intentionally. So how would you describe like how you started it and what it's become? Yeah, I was really specific about that. I didn't want it to be my name because I didn't want it to be about me. It wasn't about me. It was about the feeling. It was about the method. It was so much more than me. So very intentional about making it about the community. And so when I started in 2017, it was in New York City. It was really the start of this concept in New York where there were a lot of incubator spaces, so studios that were open to different trainers to come in to teach to their community and grow their brands within that studio space. So I was very lucky and felt very grateful to not have brick and mortar and not have to deal with that, especially the start of a, of a method and a community and trying to figure out what that all was. So I started teaching in New York City. I had two people in my class and I knew I really had to hustle, you know, have those two people talk about the Sculpt Society to their friends. I knew word of mouth was going to play a huge role. I also knew social media was going to play a huge role. At the time, I had no social media following, but I'm a millennial. I understand how important, you know, Instagram is. And I was following brands on Instagram myself and shopping, you know, through people I followed. So, and hearing about brands through people I followed. So I understood that was an important part. So I had to do a quick, fast learning, um, uh, and getting comfortable in front of the camera and, and really understanding that, you know, the pe- types of people I like to follow were really letting their community into their life and into their world. And I, I had to learn how to do that pretty quickly in 2017. Yeah, I bet. And since then, you've attracted a number of high-profile clients, including Victoria's Secret models, Elsa Haas, Martha Hunt, and Romy Street, just to name a few. But um, I have a funny story about Elsa. I was doing an interview thing with Daniel Wellington in New York, and they're like, you're going to interview a surprise guest. And I was like, great. And I like just got off the plane. I like ran into the thing, and it's like, it was Elsa. And I was like, oh, cool. It's a, like gorgeous Victoria's Secret I know, model. And stunning. I just got like hit by a <laughs> um, But yeah, and she was lovely as well. But how did you cultivate such an elite? client? Most of my larger celebrity clients all came from word of mouth. Yes, I've I've trained a lot of influencers on Instagram. And yes, that was a great way. And it still is a great way for people to learn about you. But word of mouth goes such a long way. And it's such an important part of business. So all of like my major celebrity clients and a lot of my influencer clients have come from, you know, people who've taken the Sculpt Society have experienced it and know that I think what I've created and the method works and it's fun. And there is something to that. 
Awesome. And you touched on this a little bit, but to your point, like training high profile people also helps your career. I mean, it's, it's very exciting. So at the beginning of your career, did you reach out to influencers? Were you trying to get like, you know, do a training with them, see how it went? Like what advice do you have for people who maybe are in the fitness space looking to break in? Yeah, I've talked about this a lot and I feel like there's two parts to the conversation. Yes. I, and I still do this I reach out to people. I'm like, Hey, you don't know me, but I believed so deeply in what I do and and the method that I've created that I knew if they could come and experience the workout, whether that at the time was in a, in a workout class or a private setting that they would have the best time and that they would understand what I've created is special. So I just needed to get them to experience it. So yes, I DM'd, I emailed, I followed up, I followed up. 10 more times. And, you know, you know, in a hundred people that I would DM, maybe one would have respond, but that started to happen. And I, I started to get those people into the class and they started to post and there, there was that echo chamber starting to happen. On the flip side of that, however, I also am very intentional with how I am with my everyday clients because Susie Joe has 10 followers on Instagram, but you know, it's important that she feels seen and she feels just as seen as my high profile clients do. So, you know, I really want, whether it's digitally now or back then in real life, if people walked into my classroom to take a class, you know, I came up and welcomed them and introduced myself and made sure that they felt comfortable because for me, that's such a big part of fitness. It's so intimidating already. You know, as women, we have all all of these insecurities. We're in spandex. Sometimes we don't make on makeup on them. You know, it's just like you put that and then you put a bunch of women in a room feeling that way. And it, it can be really intimidating. And so I wanted to make sure, and I still do that everyone feels seen. So I think the two parts are, yes, is the influencer celebrity client, a great way to spread that message and have that echo, ch- echo chamber. Yes. But, but your everyday client who shows up and supports your brand is just as important. I love time with friends and family, especially around the holidays. My friends and I always plan special gatherings and outings to celebrate the festive season together. I typically have everyone over for a special night with good food, good drinks, and of course, lots of laughs. To make the evening even more special, I always incorporate a theme and fun colorway into my decor. To enhance the merry environment this year, I came up with a unique and interactive touch matching pajama sets for all my guests. Just think of the photo ops, laughing friends gathered around a vibrant tablescape in whimsical pajamas. Yes, please. Pajamas are such an easy gift, but can be extra special when they're both fun and sustainable, which is why I'm planning on shopping for sets through Print Fresh, my favorite luxury sleepwear brand. Not only are their sets absolutely fantastic in their own right, I love shopping at Print Fresh because it's women-owned, and operated business focused on size, inclusivity, and sustainability. Each piece is designed in-house and handcrafted by socially and environmentally conscious partners in India who screen print each piece by hand. Size ranges from petite to extra small to 6X, and each design is available in all gender silhouettes, so anyone can find their perfect fit. I can't wait to give each of my friends their own personal pattern from an antelope forest in deep green to orange grove and bright citrus hues. There's a unique pattern for everyone in your life. And on top of looking good, every piece is made with 100% cotton. So the soft texture is truly a dream with free and fast shipping ordering for all my friends will be seamless. This party is going to be such a blast and I can't wait to see everyone around the table in their matching sets. Get you and your friends a set too. Head to printfresh.com and use code PARTY for 15% off your first order. That's printfresh.com, PARTY for 15% off your first order. 
This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. I mentioned that you've trained Victoria's Secret angels, but also the brand Victoria's Secret had you train their models leading up to one of their big shows. So what was it like working with bigger brands? And you've done partnerships with Kettle One, I know, and you've worked with us. So talk to us about the brand partnership side of your business. Actually, Victoria's Secret sort of came after. I was just, it was around the Victoria's Secret fashion show and I was training a lot of the girls that were on the runway organically. And I think then Victoria's Secret noticed that. And they were like, let's tap you to be a part of train like an angel campaign, which was so exciting. I I think the brand partnership side of it, you know, is another way, another echo chamber to reach new clients. And and that was really exciting for me at the time. I think it was 2018 that that happened train like an angel. I, you know, for me, that would, that was like a true dream country come true moment and was like a stage mom at like the, the show, you know, screaming for all the girls that I was training for training with, you know, I think the brand partnership side is, is just another way to, to continue to build the Instagram business that also feeds back into the, the, Sculpt Society business. Yeah, absolutely. And and in 2019, you launched the Sculpt Society app, which in retrospect was like amazing timing given the rise in demand for at-home workouts in 2020. So you launched the app and when the pandemic hit, digital went from being 50% of your business to like a thousand percent of your business overnight. (laughs) So tell us about the app, why you created it and what role it plays in your business now. Yeah, I think at the time, the rise in digital was already happening. Peloton's there. There were a number of fitness apps. And and I could tell that 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 was the direction. I also had so many clients, not only in my community on Instagram, but my clients traveling or people who couldn't get to New York City and experience my class. I was also killing myself teaching so many classes and privates. And I always would ask myself, like, how, how is Megan going to survive this in 20 years? Like I couldn't sustain the schedule that I had. And so, you know, what was so appealing to me about creating the programs online is that it would be evergreen content and that I could really reach more people and people could take me wherever they were and experience a sculpt society wherever they were. So that was a really exciting concept. It was scary at the time. People thought I was crazy, even in 2019 for taking that leap because, you know, it was expensive to, to make and all, you know, all the things that go into making the app, you know, obviously in retrospect could not have been more grateful for my silver lining with the pandemic. Yeah. Amazing. And you grew your company by over 700% last year, which is exciting, but also comes with challenges, you know, dealing with customer service requests, needing to maybe scale and hire a team, needing to build a content library. So are you a team of one? Do you have a team around you? Who were those key hires? Like how did it all work? I was a team of one until less than a year ago. So I was literally doing, I'm, when I say everything, everything, I was doing customer support. I was filming, editing, lighting my videos, just everything. And then, then you have also the, the other businesses, which is Instagram. And it was absolutely insane. My husband at the time was helping me when he could, he had a full-time job, was running a sales team in, in medical devices and, you know, on the weekends and nights would help me. And then it just became just not sustainable. And so he was the, really helped me understand that I need 
needed to allocate help and, and, and hire help. And so he, we first hired someone to help us on the support side, just to make sure our customer support was there, which was so important because so many people were you know, if they had a questions that someone was there to answer it. We recently hired a growth, like a, a junior growth specialist. That's our only full-time, other full-time hire. Morgan left his job in, gosh, like March of last year, 2020, and joined the team full-time. So we're a team of three full-time. We're hoping to increase that size in the next couple of months. We definitely need more help. <laughs> Wait, Morgan's your husband? Yes, sorry. Oh, yes, amazing. I that. Yeah, no, I was like <laughs> confirming. So this is like a very interesting trend I'm noticing where a lot of my friends who are influencers, entrepreneurs, whatever, like women, their businesses take off. The husband quits his job and starts working for the influencer or entrepreneur or whatever it might be. So how has that been for you, you guys as a, you know, a couple, I mean, I, my parents own and work on a business together. So I grew up with like a, a mom and dad that were business partners essentially. Yeah. So, you know, how does that, you know, kind of work when you guys are, you know, all day working Married. and then at night, you know, like have a is, child. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that, and have a kid on top of it. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's been a learning curve. I think what was great for us is we eased into it because he really was working like on his off hours initially for the first six months. So I think we eased into it that way and it didn't feel so abrasive. I'm learning how to, how to work with him and work with other people on the team. I think with my background as a dancer, I was always on my own, right? I was mm-hmm. me attending auditions, me teaching fitness classes, me in, in fashion. It was it was never, I was never working with teams. So for me, it's definitely been a learning curve and making sure, you know, I think how I communicate on the business side with my husband is something I need to work on. You know, he's worked thankfully with teams, most of his professional career and, and has helped me build that, that business side out more. Um, whereas I'm just so, so low operating minded. That's just how I've always been. And having him there, making me realize that actually, if I built a stronger team, I, I myself could be stronger and concentrate on what I'm good at. Yeah. I mean, solopreneur life to CEO life where you have like a team underneath you, it's, it's a culture shock. It really is because you kind of come in like management is a skill in itself. And and that is something that is typically taught in corporate America. So if you've never had that experience, it can be very challenging. Is your team completely remote or do you guys go to an office? We're remote. I I will tell you though. I mean, we both really wish we had an office to maybe even just once a week to be able to see people and, and have that conversation. So I think that our next hires, we really would love them. We just moved to LA. So we would really love them to be in LA if we can find the, the right people. Welcome to LA. I know. <laughs> thank you. I love giving the gift of sustainability during the holiday season. Every year I curate a guide of my favorite sustainable and all natural products and give each unique item to a friend. I want to make this year extra meaningful, so I'm digging deep to find the best products for all of my friends this season. And not only do I make sure the products are good for the body, but they also have to be good for the planet too. Eco-friendly packaging, compostable products, and no animal testing are top priorities. Native is making it easy for me this year with the launch of their holiday deodorant collection. Not only do they fit my sustainability requirements, their festive fun holiday scents and gift sets really capture the spirit of the season. Like I said, my standards are high for these products, but Native checks all the boxes. Native deodorant is all natural, made with ingredients like coconut oil and shea butter, and never uses aluminum, parabens, or sulfates. 
All products are vegan, never tested on animals, and one deodorant is 100% plastic free. But the best part of all of this is that Native is the only natural deodorant that works. It has lasted through my intense hit workouts and day-long conferences. While I love their classic sea salt and cedar, I'm loving the limited edition holiday offerings. My favorite is mistletoe, of course. The Mary fragrance comes with the invigorating scents of cedar and sandalwood, makes me feel cool and refreshed and festive. I can't wait to see what scents my friends love the most. Between candy cane, sugar cookie, and mistletoe, getting together will smell delightful. Keep the sense of the season with you with Native's limited edition holiday scented deodorants. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use code PARTY to get 20% off your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com code PARTY for 20% off. nativedeodorant.com code PARTY. You know, you have this business that's booming. You have your family that's growing. You have your husband now working for you. You have your team, which you're managing. How are you setting attainable growth goals for your business after such an insane couple of years? Yes, I think it's understanding that last year was is not going to happen again, right? That 700% growth was insane and I'm so grateful for it. But understanding that we really want to create sustainable growth. We want to create a business that that continues to grow, but in a way that we can manage and, and set expectations. So I think just realizing that it's never going to not never, but it's, it's not going to experience that heightened growth again. And, and it's really just me leaning on other people like my husband and smarter people to set my expectations and understand what we can actually achieve in, in the next year. Yeah. I think that's really real realistic though, because I think if you look at even like Peloton, you know, they banked 2021 as if they were going to have that same or similar momentum of 2020. And it's like a lot of people bought bikes in 2020. You can't keep people don't want two bikes. Some people have two bikes, I guess, but like, it's a lot, we're going to run out of room in our house. So it's like, what's the next step? How are you thinking one step ahead? So I think that's great advice. So if you could go back to the beginning of your career now with the knowledge you have, what advice would you give your younger self? A couple things, you know, I think as a female, just I under like I, I underestimate myself sometimes in a business situation and just I, I think leaning into that confidence a little bit more that I understand business, even though I'm I'm a trained professional dancer and that was my background and I didn't go to business school, I still have the right intuition about my community and my brand and to to lean into that and to trust my gut. Um and to also know that, you know, I I kind of felt behind. I felt like my friends were ahead in their careers and to know that I've taken so much of my experience as a professional dancer, as a fitness instructor at a small boutique fitness studio and in fashion and all those, all of those experiences have, has really helped me and honed in on so many skills I have now. Definitely. Yeah. I think more and more we're seeing like entrepreneurs, I mean, especially with the content creation economy, they aren't classically trained business people. They aren't MBAs, right? I mean, myself included, I was a journalism major. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know what a PL is and you right. figure it out, you know, you right. kind of figure it out from there. But you know, the fitness industry is so competitive. What advice would you give to anyone who's looking to break into that, whether it's from the content side or the, the business side? I think what's been interesting about COVID is I think there's this notion that you can just flip on a camera and like start selling a product. And I think as fitness instructors, it's so important. There's so much knowledge and, and education that needs to happen first. And it's a really, it's a skill you need to hone. It's also a different skill to teach an in real life class and teach a fitness class digitally. And so taking the time to like understand that, taking the time to understand who your clients are, educating yourself on different modalities, 
where, where is the white space for you in, in fitness asking, you know, a fitness entrepreneur, what they want to create and what are they saying? You know, it, it can't be the same message that we're hearing over and over again. What is new and exciting about the type of class that you're teaching? I think those are all really important things. I think understanding who you're teaching to, who your client is, obviously in any business, that's really important. But I think knowing who that customer is, is also vital. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the Sculpt Society empire is growing. You have a lot going on. So what can we expect to see from you next? I think we're just honestly continuing just to listen to our customer as basic as that can sound, really getting into that minutia and, and tailoring that digital experience to my members and to my community and making it for them. I want when people think of dance-based fitness, when people think of dance cardio and when they think of Sculpt, I want the first company for them to think of is the Sculpt Society and really making that just the best digital experience that it can have. Absolutely. We're going to end with some rapid fire sentence finishers. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> I'm not productive unless my day starts with? Coffee. Amen. Um, how do you take your coffee? What's your order? Um, I usually do French press bulletproof coffee in the morning, mm. and then I will move to an oat milk cappuccino during the day. <laughs> Love it. So bulletproof, do you use the formula? Cause remember when bulletproof started and it was like melted butter and it was like the whole thing. No, different. they do have, they do have cans now with some MCT oil and some collagen protein that I really like, but I usually just use that's like on the go can I'll use like their ground coffee and they do a really, what's I think so cool about that company is they're so there's a lot of chemicals in coffee and they're, they make sure the coffee beans are clean and you know, all of that research and they test for chemicals. So it's a really good coffee. Interesting. And the first lesson I learned the hard way as a business owner was hiring the wrong people. Hmm. Yep. That's a doozy. <laughs> Three traits that got me to where I am today are I think passion, tenacity, and empathy. My number one piece of financial advice for entrepreneurs is I mean, you think it's too early, but it's not. Get super organized, get a bookkeeper, get an accountant, just do it early. Absolutely. The song currently at the top of my workout playlist is? Ooh, I think it's more of a genre and that's always just 90s hip hop. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Someone I haven't worked with yet, but would love to in the future. A Kardashian. It's going to happen. Oh my Anyone gosh. I feel like that can definitely happen. Like we can work on that together. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. What an incredible conversation. Can you tell all of our work party listeners where they can follow you and the Sculpt Society online? Yes. Find me on Instagram at Megan Roop and at the Sculpt Society. And there's a seven day free trial on our website, thesculptsociety.com. Ooh, pro tip. Check it out. We will <laughs> definitely be doing that. I need some good at-home workouts. So I'm excited to check this out. Thank you so much, Megan, for your time. Thank you so much. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. 